Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. What up? About last night, podcast listeners, your boy Adam Ray here. Got a quick question for you. You guys like making great money, right? Like super dope money? Oh, <laughs> that's what I thought. Well, here's a really cool opportunity I just had to share with you. Driving with Uber. That's right, Uber. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's that popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. Yeah, man, everybody uses it. I take Uber pretty much every day. I take it when I'm trying to get to a comedy club. I take it when I'm trying to avoid drinking and driving. I take it when I just want to meet cool people. I'm telling you, the stories and the conversations I've had while in an Uber are incredible. One of my best buds met his current girlfriend through Uber because Uber drivers are the shit, man. They're cool. They're fun. they, They are good at conversation and they get you where you need to go on time and in the appropriate amount of fun. Uh, you know why people love driving with Uber? I'll tell you what. The people who drive with Uber, they love it because they're their own boss. All right? They earn great money, and it's easy to start. All you need is a car and a license. That's all you need. Driving with Uber is great for anyone who needs flexibility. Parents, all right, if you're trying to find a way uh, to easily work around your family schedule, perfect. Drive with Uber. Students, you looking to make some extra cash in between those classes? Perfect. Drive with Uber. Now's the prime time to cash in driving with Uber. All right, you guys are going to thank me for telling you how to get paid weekly. I could be getting into your car when you drive with Uber, and we could talk about we could talk about all sorts of fun. We could talk about ducktails. We could talk about Pop-Tarts and Fraggle rock and, and and how the Muppets are coming back. We can talk about weed, man. I'm telling you, if you've got a car and a license, put them both to work for you today and start earning serious life-changing cash. Sign up to Drive with Uber at drivewithuber.com. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Hey, guess what? Don't be a goober. Drivewithuber.com. Well, it's that special time of year again. You know what I'm talking about when you hang out with your buds, you drink some beer, you eat some chips, you ignore your girlfriend. Football season's only just begun, but guess what? It already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where millionaires are being crowned all season long. One-week fantasy at DraftKings means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. You play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. You could play on a boat in the middle of Nova Scotia. You could play in your stepmom's dildo drawer. You could play under the sewer like the fucking Ninja Turtles, man. It's your world. It's your game. And with a million bucks up for grabs every week, a million bucks every week, every game is the big game and every play matters. So first and ten of the first quarter feels like fourth and goal with one second left. And a long touchdown run could mean more than just a victory for your favorite team. It could mean you've just turned your love of football into a million dollar payday. This isn't fantasy. Fantasy as usual, baby. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ALN to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Enter ALN for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Very fun episode today. Uh, I don't know if he's even ever done a podcast before. He probably has. He's been in the comedy game um, for quite some time. His story of how he got here 
is really unlike any story you've heard of anyone who's come to Los Angeles. Um, the uh, the people he met, the journey he got on, the projects he's worked on, Key and Peele, uh, most recently the MTV um, uh, Video Music Awards, directing uh, all the sketches for Miley Cyrus, um, what he's got coming up, um, his obsession with Jose Canseco. Uh, I'm talking about Mr. Payman Benz. That's right, everybody, Payman Benz. A uh, good buddy of mine, one of the first guys I met post-college uh, in the comedy game. Uh, he directed a short that Adam Devine and I and our buddy Tyler Spindell starred in. Uh, I'm sorry. No, he was in the fucking... See, I always think he directed it because that's what he... He's a fucking comedy director juggernaut now uh, and a rising star in that department. Um, but I always forget that he starred in it, which is... Uh, we'll get into, and which is so funny that Devine and I were there and, and Payman brings up how he had all the lines and he's not even really an actor. Um... That was with uh, Brooklyn Decker at the time. Jesus Christ. Time flies when you're not hanging out with Brooklyn Decker anymore. Uh, anyway, uh, the episode is so great. I'm really pumped for you guys to hear it, especially because I don't think Payment's done a podcast before. Uh, we had a lot of laughs on this one. Great stories. Uh, follow Payment on Twitter at PaymanBenz, P-A-Y-M-A-N-B-E-N-Z. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at FunnyBrad. Uh, Brad this William uh, Brad this William Brad this William will be in the weekend of uh, It's late I, I was just uh, I got back earlier today I was in Fort Worth uh, Texas this weekend This past weekend And uh, holy shit Hyenas You guys came out in full Full force man That was my first time At any of the Hyenas clubs And uh, shout out to Randy Who runs those clubs I had a fucking blast Club was dope can't wait to hopefully come back to one of the other locations in Dallas or Plano. Um, had a great time, all you ALN listeners. Uh, thanks for coming out, bringing your merch, signed some shirts, uh, picked up some new fans, sold some CDs. It was a blast. Go see uh, Hyenas and Fort Worth if you, if you ever get a chance to be out there. Uh, met some cowboys. Uh, had a girl tell me to lick her cake. I thought she said something else. <laughs> she actually had a cake for her friend that she brought. It was super weird. Uh, there was a show where a guy laughed like... <laughs> Like an extinct pterodactyl uh, creation of some sort. I got all the audio. I might animate it. It was some of the craziest crowd work I've ever been a part of. Uh, anyway, that was a blast. Uh, but this weekend, Brad Williams will be in Minnesota, Bloomington, Minnesota, at the House of Comedy, September 30th through October 4th. Uh, get your tickets at houseofcomedy.com. I will be at Colorado State on Wednesday with Alice Wetterlin and Thomas Dale. Um, I will be at the Laugh Factory on Thursday at 8 o'clock with Brad. We have our own Brad Williams, Adam Ray show. Uh, the lineup is going to be announced later today, and it's fucking bananas. So um, I would try to come 8 o'clock to Laugh Factory in Hollywood to see Brad Williams and I if you can. The lineup really is uh, not fair <laughs> if you're... Uh, if you don't live in Los Angeles. Um, anyway, check all my dates at AdamRayTV.com. i got a few more coming up uh, this fall, and uh, and I hope you guys will come out. And, of course, when you come out, bring the merch that you've purchased from EstoyMerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com. Get all your shirts, your mugs. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Um, hopefully you guys uh, are, uh, are bringing that stuff to the shows when you come out because we love signing it and talking to you guys. Um, it's really been, uh, really been pretty rad, some of the... Uh, uh, Clooney bloop references I get uh, said to me in, in face-to-face at the shows. Um, some that weren't even sent in as stories. But um, and, and speaking of which, those prizes are coming your way. 
Brad get back. Uh, Brad gets back tomorrow, and we will uh, get the Clooney Boot prizes off to the winners. Uh, send those Vegas stories too, by the way. Hope you enjoyed that bonus up with Mark Saratella. Uh, been getting those Vegas stories, and we're going to be picking a winner pretty soon. And also, we're getting close to the 200th episode of About Last Night, in which we will have the best of About Last Night with some of the highlights from our 200 episodes. Going back, it's like Jesus Christ! I can't believe that even happened, or we even interviewed that person. It's really going to be an awesome collection of moments and sound bites. Can't wait to release that uh, in probably four to five weeks. Uh, some really dope guests coming up next week. We're recording Howie Mandel and Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, so pumped for those episodes! So get ready. Uh, download, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Tell your friends to get on your Android, your iPhone, on Stitcher, on the podcast app. However you listen, aboutlastnightpodcast.com has all past ups. Um, get the podcast. Tell your friends, man. It's easy. You subscribe. You download. You listen. You love. Uh, um, and when you go to iTunes and subscribe, give a five-star rating. It takes two seconds to do it right now. Give a five-star rating. Comment on the iTunes, iTunes page. Uh, that helps us climb the charts and uh, continue to bring you guys great great entertainment. Uh, I'm saying this whole intro, by, intro, by the way, post-Seahawks defeat. Not, uh, not an easy Sunday evening for old Adam. My Seahawks are 0-2. It's all right. It's early. It's early, but it's early enough to be like, it's 0-2. You know, the fucking the commentators just... Love to love to speculate this early on. Yeah. Well, you know what? Enjoy your speculating as long as you can get it for the next few weeks because Cam's coming back. We're going to bring Cam Chancel out of his holdout. I just know it. God, please, Cam, come back. Anyway, that's all the Seahawk talk. Those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. Those are the tour dates. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with our buddy, Payman Benz. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Maybe like a sign that you're in a bad neighborhood is how fast those Halloween only stores pop up <laughs> and like how many of them. So like if you're driving around and it's like mid-September and within a mile radius of your house there's like four Halloween stores you're like I'm in a bad neighborhood. I'm in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, why is that? <laughs> liquor stores and Halloween stores. Yeah, liquor yeah, yeah. stores, Halloween stores. You're like, I got, I, I got to get my shit together because I, because I, because I've seen 14 Iron Man costumes within a square mile. This isn't good for me. Hey, speaking of which, and I don't know if it's premature to uh, talk about it, but Halloween, what's everybody going as? <laughs> or and you can, or is this? going to be a conversation where we all go? You know, it's uh, I'm in my 30s now. I don't fucking dress up. Feel like I don't. I haven't dressed up in years. Yeah, okay. So the, this won't be any different. The last time I dressed up, so this was before Jersey Shore. This is important. <laughs> okay. Some friends and I got <laughs> key detail. <laughs> we got really obsessed with these videos on YouTube that these specific Guidos were putting online of them driving to the club, and we just we I don't even know how we found them, but there was like seven or eight videos, and these guys were hilarious, and it was their videos of them dancing and in the car, and we didn't know what the hell they were talking about, and. uh 
we just we thought they were like the funniest guys ever. So we all dressed as Guidos one year. <laughs> wow. And I like we all put like fake tanner on and I had like um you, this like lip gloss that had cayenne pepper so my lips got all puffy. <laughs> oh and, like, you were dedicated. Dedicated Holy rolled yeah. up my pants. I had a pink shirt made that said tits out or get out. So like <laughs> and my, our just, buddy my buddies did like blowouts, like and we were just assholes all night. We were in character. Sure. And we get home and we're like, God, that was so liberating. That was we should do that every year yeah no joke three days later we see a trailer for jersey shore and we were like no we can never do it again <laughs> right we can never because now we're jersey shore people because now this is going to be fa- we knew it was going to be popular it was yeah. clear really and then well, the show came out and we we were like oh this show's great <laughs> and if, uh, if, if anyone sees you could it, tell from episode one couldn't you yeah you just knew you're like yeah. oh well this is they heightened like what the real world was so it killed the real world right and then and so then that, that was the last time i dressed up and like as a kid, every year I was Jose Canseco. So I've never, I've never like. Okay, I was gonna ask you about that because I was going through your Instagram today and like kind of doing research on you, and I found so many Jose Canseco pictures. Really, I, I haven't looked at the whole. There's thing. Like, like, how many are there? Uh, uh, we, like within the last three months, there's at least four Jose Canseco Good pictures. God, I feel like that's a lot. And I, feel like that's I was like, what is too this? Many. Yeah, what is this man's unhealthy? <laughs> let me let me explain. Let me explain. Or healthy obsession depending on how you were raised i'm, I'm from the bay area okay and, and and so i was a big oakland a's fan and jose can say brothers yeah up. yeah all, all those years were there that and, was a great and, time yeah it was great and we knew that he was a lunatic growing up we knew that he was on coke because he was sniffing all the time when he was on the on the field and then <laughs> and then he's just like he, he just like looking at the foul lines like oh man <laughs> like, Boy, those look really good right now. <laughs> Jose, stand up, get off the ground. Uh, and then his subsequent like meltdown that he's yeah. had, and is like as someone that works in comedy, is so satisfying that my hero <laughs> is like so. It's like sarcastic. It's like right. funny to me. He's a lunatic. I've gotten him to wish me happy birthday on Twitter a few what? times. That's awesome. That's like the greatest thing ever. And I realize the way you get a response from him is you have to ask a very vain question. So I'll be like, Hey, Jose, who should play? you if they make a movie about you he will respond to that and what what is his answer uh he said Steven Seagal. L- L- Russell? he said lol never thought about that liar no way <laughs> oh, shit, dude. and then like one time i like i said something to him and then he put i love your name oh because i had a really stupid uh like header picture that made it look like i had big muscles <laughs> and he said love your picture very funny lol hug for you Jose Canseco said, hug for you. Hug for you? That's what he says to people when he's like... Is that like... Is he trying to replace, like, XOXO and with, like, hug for you? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it, it, that that sounds like a charity that some, like, bored white actress would start. <laughs> oh, come on. Come Selma on, Blair. Blair. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Selma Blair, when she's on, like, some celebrity apprentice, is like, I'm playing for the Hug for You Foundation. <laughs> it was that- started by <laughs> sorry, former Bash brother, Jose Canseco. <laughs> who's my partner in crime and we just and we just find kids that aren't getting hugged and 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 wow. and, and, we, and we just wrap them in love and, and, and blankets and hot cocoa yes an oakland a's jacket yeah and, I, I, and, I buy that starter <laughs> starter oakland a's jacket yeah. has to be starter has to be starter. now what was so the fascination was just that he was your hero growing up and it was like that, by the way that's what's incredible about twitter is that like now you can I mean I think out. I think that's what the celebrities love about it too is that they can connect with their fans but also for us it's like you can now like a buddy of mine uh tweets with Sean Kemp 
With Sean Kemp? And uh, we grew up idolizing him. And yeah. he like went to one of his shows. He's a stand-up. And, and he goes, uh, my buddy goes to his bar in Seattle. Uh, so they, like, I see them having conversations on Twitter. I'm just like, fuck both of you. This is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. But yeah. John Kemp's like cool. Jose is like a joke. <laughs> like I'll, I like, but you can still like you, you can still reach out. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Hell, yeah. we got uh, Jerry Ferrara on this podcast because Did, because really? just from reaching just out. Yeah, tweeter, the tweet, tweeter, tweeter. <laughs> just from uh, <laughs> uh, tweeter was the nickname of the first baseman that led off for Jose Canseco. Tw- tweeter Jensen in the box right now. Tweeter, he got he uh, got that nickname from his high pitched voice and his fascination with Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Uh, or it was the original name of Beaker the Muppet. They were like Tweeter, then like how about Tweaker? No, that's too fucking. We can't have a meth Muppet. Yeah, right, how about Beaker? Done. Yeah, but like yeah, we just reached out to him on or Adam reached out to him on Twitter, and then he got back to us, and all of a sudden he's sitting in that chair on our podcast. But you know who Who's hasn't us? responded? Katy Perry. And we're kind of oh, disappointed really? about yeah, that. I mean, I've, I've tweeted at her more than I'd like to admit <laughs> as a grown man. <laughs> but, you know, again, with the hope that, uh, like, I just was doing shows in Vegas. and did the morning news, and they, the woman was asking me all these questions. It was basically, like, setting me up for, like, asking, asking questions that I, w- there was no reason to ask me. But I was like, that's ah, the fucking new. Like, she's just, I need to feed what she's trying to, she, so she's sure. like, Britney Spears is in town. She's pretty hot, right? And I was like. Is this one of those VH1 clip shows where you're trying to get me to say stupid jokes? Yeah. Because here yeah. we go. And so yeah. then I started saying stuff, and then I was like, yeah, I love Britney Spears. Like, actually, I want to marry her. And then she goes, why don't you give her a little message into the camera? I was like, what the okay, fuck? Okay. Like, it's just weird, some weird fucking video message fetish you have. So then I just started going like, Britney, I love you. I was like, I want to have your babies. And I go, you know what? That didn't sound right. I go, you know what? I do want to have your babies. I love you that much. Let's figure out a way medically for me to have a junior situation. And I'll be your Arnold to your DeVito. And, uh, and I want to get this baby thing going. And then they put, played most of that in like my segment on yeah. the on the uh, morning thing and then they tweeted it at her and so part of me was like what if she watches it because that's the other thing is like who knows why wouldn't she if a fan of a news station was like this comedian's you know trying to whatever and and so then for a couple days after I was like please let her respond and come to a show (laughs) (laughs) please let her cancel her million dollar Planet Hollywood extravaganza (laughs) and come see me at the Tropicana I I don't see why she wouldn't I I mean mean, mean, based on that you kind of have to follow it up like uh, speaking of like pop stars like that this is a nice little segue for our guest uh, uh, Payment Benz is you we're recently directing sketches on the v, on the VMAs this year. Yeah, and, yeah. and you got to work. Yo, with, by the uh, way, yeah. that's fucking dope. When I saw you doing that, because uh, shit, man, it was probably I don't know seven years ago when I met you. Six, I think so. Right? Yeah. And yeah, you were yeah. directing uh, us in the uh, me and Adam Divine and. Oh, and that. The, oh, no, you were, uh, you were uh, acting. It was me, you, and Adam Devine. In that, uh, it was a thing for Just Go With It with Brooklyn Decker. Our boy Decker. Tyler Spinell was directing it, yeah. And then Brooklyn Decker gave me a wedgie. It's funny, I was joking. <laughs> but weren't you just starting to direct at that time? Well, I, no, I had been directing the whole time okay. out here. Okay, it was right. just that I acted in my early videos before I knew actors, and Tyler thought I was really funny. And what always makes me laugh about that sketch is when you watch it, you have. Adam, who's an accomplished actor, you, who's an accomplished actor, you guys are performers, <laughs> and the sketch once it's edited is just me and Brooklyn. Yeah, it's and I'm like, great. what? I'm like, I'm not even the. I felt like such a dick. I think I, was I like, got I should one. Not be the guy yeah, getting it, the wedgie from her, and like it was crazy. It no, was, that was great. That was awesome. That was yeah. It was for Just Go with It, the Sandler movie, yeah. and you know Tyler's uh, Adam's nephew, so he directed this thing for Sony, and it was Brooklyn was supposed to be like one of the guys. By the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still wake up every morning just going, Brooklyn Decker's so hot. 
Like hot that, and so nice, so nice. And Do you remember that's, after that's every... almost not fair that she's like nice on oh, top of it. Oh, she's so funny. Cool yeah, we're funny. all nobodies. After every take of the wedgie, she gave me a hug. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I and don't. I, I don't use. I, never... por- I don't use porn anymore. I just jerk off to that memory. <laughs> <laughs> that, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you jerk off to me jerking off to your memory? Yeah, dude, it's complicated. <laughs> it's so complicated. <laughs> it's I, mean, I mean, yeah. Brooklyn Decker gave you a wedgie. Like a lot, a lot of guys would pay so much money to have, to have that. <laughs> happened to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. one Brad Williams, how I much mean, would you pay? Oh, at least 500. Uh, <laughs> just to get just to get the Brooklyn Decker wedgie? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, it's like on the secret menu on like the... <laughs> Carl's Jr.? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll take the uh, teriyaki turkey burger, and I'll also take the Brooklyn Decker wedgie. And they're just sitting there the like... The wedgie wrap. Yeah. It's a kid with a speech impediment. The wedgie wrap. Well done, sir. Um, that was amazing. That was amazing. So, so then, okay, so you were already directing at that point. Yeah, I've been, like, I had been directing stuff since like the first thing I ever shot was in 04 in college so like I you know it wasn't that and then I, I've been out here almost 10 years but I've just been pretty much directing the whole time and so you were so that was like the first thing you acted in uh, the first thing that that I didn't make yeah that I was probably that I think Tyler may have had me in one other thing before but uh, uh, and then a couple things I had done but but it's been directing up until then mm-hmm. but it was weird with Miley because it's different because I've been working with just comedians yeah. right because she's i mean she's obviously a personality and she's done snl so she's used to being funny but at the same time Hannah not... montana was a comedy wasn't it i think it was oh, allegedly yeah. yeah uh i like how all of us just secretly kind of eye the other one in the yeah. corner of it are like did you watch it I, you say it first if you watched it <laughs> i researched it for the gig <laughs> but yeah like but she's not a, a trained comedian so yeah. like so when you're directing someone who's doesn't have a background in comedy but they're doing comedy is there like a different approach that you have to it i just try to like get to know them personally because to mm-hmm. me that's all that matters because that we have to have a connection if we're going right. to make funny stuff together and the moment i met because what i got contacted by the company i'd already worked for the, for the production company okay. they did the key and peel super bowl special and i did all the sketches on the super bowl special. unbelievable so great so, all the marshawn lynch stuff yeah was awesome it's unbelievable dude. so fun they oh my yeah. god they yeah. were so they were so good at that um and i honestly think if if and I hate to bring this up, if the Seahawks would have won, I think Marshawn and them would have tweeted that sketch because that it came out right. I was yeah, like, dude. you know, he loves biscuits and gravy. You know, he loves that <laughs> bit because I was so satisfied when they showed me that script. I was like, this right. is such a great way to make fun of what he does without yeah. really making fun of it. He sure. would, of course, um, he would have, dude. He's a. I mean, you see the shit he does for Conan and for. I mean, and the league. Yeah, yeah, he's he's funny. Funny. yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did a bit on the league too, and like he was actually funny in it. Like, like he was playing like a character. Did you himself. see the um, the uh, HGTV uh, thing he just did for Skittles? No. Oh my God! With the uh, we yes, have, yes, yeah, I did. With yeah. the kind of the older white woman who's. What does yeah. he do? He's He's just great. He's just, I mean, she, he's just very charming. And, and at the end of it, you're like, I think he's going to fuck this woman. <laughs> I mean, would, would we be surprised? Yeah. Uh, uh, how many sketches did you shoot with Miley? We shot four, but three aired mm-hmm. because one of them, we like, we literally came up to the last minute. We couldn't get anyone. So we just shot something else that was funny, but it was like, what's the point of this? The show was already over time and this gotcha. didn't air. Yeah. Yeah. So we shot uh, one with Miley. 
and it had Ike Barinholtz and Andy Samberg in it. And that yeah. one, I was really happy with that one. We shot mm-hmm. it in like no time. And then we did one where she had like a sleepover with a bunch of rappers at her house. And then another one with her and Snoop and her grandma and her pig. It was crazy. Oh my God. And we that shot everything. Like a weird and, LSD dream right yeah, there. Yeah, well, it was super trippy. And Miley like, Cyrus, Snoop Dogg, and a pig. Mary, <laughs> Mary fuck, kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck Snoop. Uh, well, obviously. Mary the pig. No, Mary Miley, kill the pig. Well, yeah, so yeah, bacon. Is it kosher? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, wait, so you said the production company reached out to you. So, so they reached out. They were like, hey, do you want to direct these sketches? And I was like, sure. That's a great and I, and I was on. I was, yeah, I was really excited. Yeah. And I was already on. I, I did all the sketches for Hannibal's show. Yeah. So I talked to the producer there. He gave me the day. I was like, look, I, I got to do this. So he gave me the days off. And then. It's uh, really so much timing. People don't realize that how many things you potentially miss out on because you're already committed to something. Yeah. And totally. it's a bummer because once you get to a point to where you're like, um, desired, you're like, I should be able to do everything, right? Like, oh, yeah. it should all work out all the time because now I'm at a point where people want me and everyone should bend, but it just doesn't happen. I didn't, yeah, I, it was, it was a long, I, I just said no, I never said no for my first, like, eight, nine years out here, so it's you weird. You can't. It's weird, yeah, <laughs> and also, like, it. I didn't get paid for anything I did the first eight for, years, because yeah. it was all yeah. practice. People don't realize that. Yeah, you're just getting mm-hmm. better. The, yeah, the, the, 99% of the people that get successful out here, the story is very unglamorous. You just worked hard and sacrificed. Yep. Like that, the random stories you hear of, right. oh, they met this person here and they pass him a script, that bullshit feeds the delusion of the crazy so hard. Yeah. And like yeah. they, uh, do, it's, I, I get some weird messages from time to time. Oh, I, I was dumb yeah. and I would respond initially and then I realized <laughs> what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, My freshman year uh, at USC, I, I took a guy who I was uh, made friends with who was in the acting program who was a senior and I saw some like flyer for like a come like become a super Hollywood superstar it was I mean I'm, I'm exaggerating but it was that delusional to where I go Brandon we can be fucking we can have a, a star on the got, walk of fame all we gotta do is sign up for this class oh my god we went that's, to it that, it that, was that, like that's directed by uh, the guy that played Cody on Step by Step yeah it's and just a DVD <laughs> it's a DVD of him being like what's up guys I played Cody Lambert and you can too and we're like what Maybe uh, eight hundred dollars. He's not in the rest of the video. Yeah. They got him for just that intro. And then it's but a guy doing his voice for yeah. the rest of it, doing his that voiceover. Dub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was such a scam. And we paid. I remember at the end of it, we signed. Then we had individual meetings, and then we walked out. And Brandon goes, "Dude, you just wasted six hours of my life." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "That was so fucking bullshit." I go, oh, and then I just, I just stepped back and thought about what it was, and go, right. "Oh yeah, it was." But I was so like. You're focused on, and like, you're just drunk on the dream. Yeah, you're dream. scared. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Like you don't really get it until you get here, and then mm-hmm. see see how it plays out. Yeah, like I'm not a networker. I just don't know how to do that shit. Right. So I'm just like, well, I'll just make shit, and then yeah. hopefully it works out. I'm sure, you're better now just from being around so many sets and just having to. Yeah, right. Just sh- I mean, just converse shot, and have shot so much stuff at this point. Wait, so yeah. where did you you um, came out to LA from? Where the Bay Area? Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And then uh, and so I mean, really, uh, the last eight or nine years, I mean, just the last couple, would you say when things really kind of like clicked for you? Yeah, like initially, crazy stuff happened, but it didn't lead to anything. Right. Like I, like literally within my first, because I had some shorts and film festivals, and literally within my first year out here, Sandler saw a bunch of my work. And brought me into Happy Madison, and wow. I was actually up to direct the House Bunny. Shut up! No yeah. kidding. So I met with like the head of Columbia Pictures, dude. I, I knew three people in the whole city, <laughs> and Sandler saw my shit and liked me, and I went in. Did you meet with him? I met with him. Yeah. So so I went in and met with him and the people at his company, like Jack Caraputo and, yeah. and Heather Perry. And they were all so nice to me, and then then they sent me the script, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to." 
what do you think of this script? It was really funny. Adam had done the most recent pass. And then I was like, yeah, I like it. They're like, cool, you're going to meet with Doug Belgrad tomorrow. I was like, great. So I like look him up and I'm like, oh shit, that's the head of Columbia Pictures. Right. What are you thinking at this point? You're just like, you've, you're coming down with the Hogan's They Can Say Go poster yeah. and a little bit of lotion. <laughs> and, and then, I mean. I, I mean, it was so weird. Like, I, I had met Adam like about a month before. So there was already, b- between that and the meeting, there was some time. But I was freaking out. And like at that time, I had stuff that was doing well online. Line, but this was like, oh, wait, I, I figured I was going to be out here for 10 years before I got to a meeting like this. And then the meeting went well and it was great. And then when we walked out, the people at Happy Madison were like, you're one of our guys now. Like, who's your agent or manager? And I was Jesus. like, I don't know any I of that I don't have stuff. one. So, My dad. <laughs> yeah. So they so so Heather Perry over there called the agencies and was like, Adam loves this guy. Sign him. So then wow. I had a buddy I was making shorts with at the time and even though Adam called me in, I was like, well, we want to make stuff together. So if you sign me, you got to sign him. So like we both signed with UTA. I've How pumped you. was he getting that pumped, phone call? Pumped. We yeah. were both. I mean, he was my roommate at oh, the time. Okay, so yeah. I was just like, yeah. dude, I'm not doing this alone because it's just this Big weird. time move, dude. So we, that was 07. So then we got with UTA and then, you know, we did, a, we did one of the first web series for Crackle. So we had some stuff early. Like I, like people here, comedians kind of knew who I was, yeah. but I wasn't like, I was still broke. I wasn't yeah. making any money. I would right. have a good month and then a bad. A good month means I went to Paquito Moss like once a week. <laughs> but like, and then I had like a great way to gauge your financial. Yeah, exactly. We're like, yeah, I can get a studio plate tonight. Yeah, Paquito uh, Moss, dude, that's three times this week. Dude, yeah. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah. and you're, how much um, money you really got? I'm dude, living better, the dream. You better slow down, bro. You <laughs> better slow down. I saw how much guac you brought home. <laughs> when you, yeah, that's the thing. When you stop flinching when they say guacamole is extra, right. that's when you're like, oh man, yeah, I have, yeah. I have made it in this business. We're like, uh, guacamole is a dollar twenty nine extra. You're like, huh? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like that's you know, like all right, I'm making it. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so so Sandler, uh, what did he like say to you? I mean, what was in, in the meeting? That, what, was so there one thing the, that? So the initial thing was, so uh, you had brought up Tyler earlier. So what happened is in '05, I had a short at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Cool. In '06, my buddy and I each had one, and we became friends with the people at that festival. '07, we had won this other like this magazine short film contest. The guy that ran Newport Beach Film Festival was there. I had a couple of drinks and was feeling a little brave. I'm not normally a drinker. Yeah. And then he was talking to us and I was like, hey man, what if you just gave us a whole shorts program? I was like, we got a bunch of shorts no one's ever seen. And this is 07. I was like, there's a lot of sketches online. Like there's a lot of comedy online right now because this is really early YouTube. And I was like, there's a lot of stuff I bet the audience hasn't seen. He just shakes my hand and goes, you got a program. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> an hour later, I get an email from the head programmer that was like, let me know when you've picked your shorts. Like, you have a program at what this festival. Holy fuck. crap. So I'm like, what? The? So I, it was eight of ours, and, and I think I produced one or two of them. The rest of them I directed, and I acted in a lot of them because it was a lot of our older stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. picked a bunch of random shorts. One of them, a mutual friend between Tyler and I, had shown me, and I was like, oh, this is a really funny short. So I picked it. I emailed Tyler and stuff. And like... A week before the screening, my buddy's like, does he look familiar to you? And I was like, no. He's like, that's Sandler's nephew. And I was like, what? He doesn't have his last name. And then I kind of saw it in the face. Totally. And then once you get to know Ty, you're like, oh, yeah, you're totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got the like, hey, buddy. Yeah. 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 So uh, 
So, but I knew, so I, one of the first shorts I did out here was for Nick Swartzen. And, and I remember Nick telling me that he had shown it to Adam. And this was like a month before all of this. And I remember thinking like, Sandler saw something that was like I know, dude, that's in the camera I held. And I sure. edited it on my lap. Like he saw that shit. I mean, I, I just, I'm assuming that also as he was for us, one of your influences growing up. Yeah, I mean, like, just... he, like he made me feel comfortable about being <clears throat> weird. And that was the thing I valued in junior high and high school. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not cool and he's embracing it. I didn't, I wasn't used to comedians being like that yeah right so so then uh i was like oh that's crazy that that that's his nephew and then he showed up to the screening and i'm like what the fuck is he doing here (laughs) so i went up and i was like hey i'm the one that picked his short i also i'm the one that did that short with nick and he's like oh you did that i was like yeah he's like all right he was super nice and then i thought he left during the screening like after his Tyler short and then I'm walking up after the Q&A and I see him and he's walking towards me and I'm like just say thanks and fucking walk away <laughs> don't don't make a fool of yourself so, yeah. and he, he's like come here I want to talk to you and he takes me aside and he's like you're really fucking good man he's like the directing the cutting the writing the acting you're really fucking good I'm freaking out so all did your I, mind go blank? Did you just like not even hear it after a while? I or? did, but it went blank because my response to Adam Sandler was, thanks, man, you're good, too. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I know. He smiled because he realized like I was an right, idiot. Yeah. So then... Um, <laughs> you so, you good at movies, man. Yeah. So he was like, hey, uh, can you do a Palestinian accent? Because he was about to shoot Zohan. And mm-hmm. at that time, there wasn't a lot of guys out here that yeah. were like, you know, sure. like you know, Hassan wasn't like as, as visible as yep. now and... and I don't know, Kumail, Maz and and Fahim, all these guys weren't like as visible then. And he just saw me in a bunch of shorts on a big screen. So I was like, yeah, I could could learn that accent. He's like, all right, I'll have Nick call you. So the next day, Tyler, before he went back to school, was like, hey, man, you want to shoot a sketch real quick? And I was like, sure, let's go shoot a sketch. So we're shooting a sketch at Owen Benjamin's house. Yeah. And he's like, yo, my uncle's going to come by to say bye to me. And Owen's old house was like a frat house. I don't know if you ever went. I mean, it was the, not a place you want Adam Sandler to show up. <laughs> yeah, to. yeah. And he shows up with his first daughter as like a baby. And he's just like, oh, hey, honey, these are how degenerates live. Was, he was hilarious. <laughs> and the first thing he this is the day after, the first thing he says is, hey, Payman, uh, I showed your stuff to everyone at the office today. Everyone thinks you're really funny. And I was like, you went to the fu- – I didn't give him a card or anything. I was like, right. what? So – we joked around, and he was really nice, and you know, I, I was like really comfortable around him, and like yeah. trying to make him laugh and stuff. Well, it seems like he makes you real comfortable too. Yeah, he's, and he's a he's a good guy, and man. He's, he's one of those more... guys where when you see him, he's not in the suit, he's not draped in Armani t-shirt sweatpants. He's like... he's wearing the t-shirt yeah. that. When he got a sandwich that day, the guy went, here's a T-shirt of my sandwich shop. And, and like, Sandler's wearing that shirt. Yeah, So, exactly. like, he's just, a, he's just a dude. He's just, very, he's just very, he seems like he's very approachable. He is. And he was so sweet with his daughter. And you're like, oh, he's, he's a, this is a good man. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, you can, he was so obsessed with her. It was great. It's awesome. So, so then I leave and then Tyler calls me and he's like, my uncle loves you. Like, call him. So by the time I get home, there's an email that's like, they want to meet with you at the company. <sighs> oh, so, so I went crazy. and met. And then a month later, they sent me the script of the, that of, uh, what do you call House it? Bunny. Of, uh, House Bunny. Mm-hmm. And then I remember uh, hearing, they're like, yeah, he called Swartzen and said he really wants you to do this movie. And then budget went up and the studio was like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. We can't, because I literally, the most people on my set was like three up to that point. And now you're going to have my, a major production. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't know what an art, department was like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know we were just I was holding boom and directing like I didn't do shit yeah so um so that didn't happen he had me audition for Zohan and I didn't get it because I was super nervous when I went in and uh 
but then I know that you know he would watch my stuff. But you're on the radar, and and yeah, so I literally owe it to him. So he's a that's so great. It's Jesus. crazy. So like that happened right away, and then it was like eight years of, of like struggling. But it was yeah. like that gave me the motivation of okay, I caught somebody's eye, so I just can actually keep, do this. Yeah, just keep working hard. Yeah. So valuable. Don't be shitty to people, and maybe it'll work out. Because guess lucky. what? That's what happened to you is pretty rare. Crazy, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. I mean, it's it's too because usually it's like you said, and you probably would have been grinding the way you've been grinding anyway without that happening because you came down. I feel like I came down to work. Yeah, like, I don't. I feel like a lot of people come down here and they celebrate right away, and I'm like, why are you celebrating? <laughs> yeah, Fuck, didn't we you're, come here to make shit? Yeah, like, yeah. You're just here. Like, yeah, that's, like anyone could do that. I've seen, anyone and, and, can have a car. I've seen young comedians like four, five, six months in post things on Facebook like. Come to my one-hour DVD special taping. I'm like, what the fuck? Five? You just got here? Like, that's crazy. Like, you got yeah. it. It's and it, it's such a difficult place to start any of it because you see you're around some. You want to be so good so quick. And right. like, what I try to tell any young comic that asks me, like, you know, how do I avoid skip the open mic thing and the bringer shows and get to these good shows? How do I get past the laugh factory? I'm like, you can't. You've been doing stand-up not even. Two years, I was like, you got to just enjoy the process of getting better, and like, and just uh, know that, like, right. look, that this will be so a, frustrating. To hear yeah, I mean, it's so much easier said than done because when you're in the moment, you. I mean, sure, we all went through it. It's and, like, and, and, and but like, even your story, you saying it's so rare that Sandler did that. At the same time, you had the work that he saw. Right. So yeah. right, right. Adam Sandler didn't come down from Mount Olympus touch you on the forehead and be like you are now a director like <laughs> that didn't happen yeah. like you, you you still put in the hours it's always amazing to me when people say how do you do it the same way like when someone loses a bunch of weight and someone goes like oh how'd you lose the weight well, I don't know diet and exercise the right. same way that the thing that has been tried and true that works every single time <laughs> or if you're Jared Subway and Kid Porn uh, good night everybody but yeah, like, but like, people just expect you. <laughs> of course, that's the sound yeah. effect of Sorry. a, a child born brilliant <laughs> comedy director. What's your go-to comedy sound effect? <laughs> it really is the best, yeah. though. But it makes everything better. But basically, everyone's looking for you to tell them, "Oh, I just took this magic pill and lost all the way." Oh, yeah. I just went to yeah. this improv workshop. Was there for a week, and now I'm on SNL. Like, right? They're they're just waiting for that magic key, and that doesn't happen and, and it I doesn't think, exist i think people un, like don't realize what experience does because they made the right decision not giving me that movie it would have sucked i was just gonna ask it. yeah it would have been so bad because i didn't i didn't know anything like right. i never shot i you never used a dolly before i never had more than two people in a scene like i don't know what to do and also like a single guy that just moves out here payman what do you want the extras to do Extras? I don't. What? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna go direct a movie at the Playboy Mansion." I would have OD'd on something because, like, I haven't done coke, but th I probably would have done it there, Stress. and I would have sure. died immediately. So, yeah. um, but when it happened, there was a guilt that I felt because I knew that it was early. I, even though I know he saw my work, it, it made me want to work harder. Well, I was like, I wanted. It's awesome. I want to convince myself that. This wasn't bullshit. Well, so sure, I and extra hard. Yeah, after, and then and then you happened. know that there's going to come an opportunity where he, uh, where Sandler probably looks to somebody else, or you go into a meeting with someone and they know that you have Sandler's blessing, and you want to be able to come with it and have like the stuff to back up that endorsement. You, right. You, you don't just want to be like he said I was good, so I can do it. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, you, know, you just got to keep getting better. It's mm -hmm. all practice to get better. I'm be I'm better than I think I suck last year. I think I'm better. I feel that every year. Every year I look at the stuff that you before and I'm like, God, I was a who? Why did anyone watch this <laughs> shit? Like I sucked. 
<laughs> I think I peak constantly, and I think that's what keeps me hungry to just keep trying to get better. Yeah. Is there so like when you're doing your key and peel, uh, when you're doing all that, like were there moments when you were just like, oh man, we fucking hit it right on the head, and like you go back and watch a sketch, and you're like, that was flawless. Do you, is there any sort of experience where you're like, fuck, that was flawless? At least in the moment. I mean, obviously in hindsight, you're gonna be like, oh, there's. Now I see what we really could have done there. Or Camp Hill was different because it was like, I, I'm, I, for years I was the guy people came to if they were like, you know how to work with no money and no resources, right? <laughs> right, and no time. Here you go. You get to shoot a web series in one day. Which right. is a, a and, blessing and a curse, right? Yeah, so like I learned a lot, but after a few years it was like, no, I can do more than this. And then mm-hmm. you try to go out for bigger stuff and they're like, can you do this? You're like, I can. Nobody's let me fucking do like, it. Right. Well, why haven't you? Because no one's giving me a shot. Because yeah, exactly. I'm the king of the no budgets. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, so Camp Hill was different because they had you know, I directed on this last season that's airing right now. We shot it last year, so I had to hold that secret for a very long. I knew it was over, and I couldn't say mm-hmm. anything. I had to like people like, "Is it over?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. I don't know what they're gonna do." Like, fucking, yeah, it's over. You knew, yeah. Um, that was different because they had this. You know, they had a, their crew was so fat. Like, I just can't believe how good that crew was. They shot two sketches a day on that show. That's the well, so, sometimes well, when there yeah. was like a big one, it would be an all day thing. But I got it was all two per day. That's insane because uh, normally it's like one sketch, one sketch for a day. Yeah, and you're good. And, and to do two sketches a day is insane. And they're like, and you know, they're phenomenal. And the right. guy who directed the entire series and up to that point in the majority of this last season is a buddy of mine, Peter Atencio. Mm-hmm. And Peter and I have just, as su- we were both directing sketches for this group called The Midnight Show at the UCB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just immediately took to each other. Like, I liked his work, he liked mine. And then he showed me the pilot of Key and Peel, and it was like, oh, this is going to be huge. It was yeah. very obvious when I saw that I said bitch sketch that they were touching <laughs> on something that no one had. Yeah. I was like, oh, if anything, just put this out, even if you don't get picked up. Right. This is like one of the best sketches I've ever seen. Yeah. And then it was always kind of hanging that he was like, you know, if I can't do sketches, I want to bring you in. So then this this last season he was needed in post a couple days a week so he brought me on and these guys Fatal Farm uh, that do amazing sketches and VFX work so like we both I think we both did 12 or 13 sketches so it was probably like six shoot days but it was different because the writers are locked in Keegan and Jordan are locked in the crew is locked in but you know, he gave me a couple of special sketches, and there was one in particular that when we shot it, I knew we had something special. It was this one about an acapella group, and it's my favorite thing I've ever directed to this day. And I remember when I read the script last April, like four months before shooting it, I was like, I want this one so bad, because I knew exactly what it was and mm-hmm. what it needed to be. And then luckily, Peter gave it to me. And um, now how, re- how, does, how does that work? You're saying, so he had to... Just say he didn't want to do it, or just uh, and so what do you mean give it to you? He would like assign us <clears throat> sketches. Gotcha. So he basically mm-hmm. was like, "Give me the ten that you want most, and the ten that don't interest you, and then I'll give you." And also, a lot of it was pairing it because you know at certain locations you'd have to shoot these two yeah. together. Well, it was like, all right, he wants this one, he doesn't want that one, but so wow. I got I got probably four in my top ten, and I got three in my bottom ten, but they all worked out. They yeah, all yeah. ended up being yeah. fine, and I actually I'm happy that I got the ones that. They didn't because it just I don't know. Well, it then, made me work. Yeah, and it also like like you said, it forces you to work. It forces you to adjust and just figure out how to how to tell that story in your voice and make it work. Totally. We mm-hmm. had one called Severed Head Warriors that starts with like a battle scene, and I had never. I just love the title. I, yeah, it's a crazy title, and I had never shot a battle scene, and it was like two weeks out. He was like, "Do you want to shoot that one?" I was like, "Okay." Sure. Never done anything like that. That's before. always been your mentality, though. Yeah, just yeah, like, so go, just do it. Like, yes. don't be afraid. And also, like, if somebody. If somebody reaches out to me to like work with them, it's all you know, especially like 
it's always somebody that's like really, really, really funny. And I like to work with people that I think are a thousand times funnier than I am because that's the only way I'm going to get better. Yeah, and sure. I learn from them and it's like a science. It's so like, like what they say, like if you're the smartest guy in the room, what are you, what you're are not you, learning? Yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. progression. You're not moving the ball forward. So, yeah. um, And sure, you've never done a battle scene before, but and, and you hear stories like this all the time in Hollywood. They're like, well, you can do a Scottish accent, right? Yeah. Right. I Yes, I can. You always say yes. And yeah. then you just go home and study hard that night. <laughs> totally. Figure it out. It was great. I just like watched a bunch of stuff and then it's like just like taking w- notes. It watch Braveheart. It was like, all right, I see what they did there. Yeah, Braveheart. It was so <laughs> many. Yeah, was that the process? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch like any battle scene and just start mm-hmm. looking at the way they're cutting sequences and figuring out how it would fit. Because that one was a half a day. Sh- we had two sketches that day. Yeah. yeah. I shot that one. And got it done before lunch, and then we shot one with three people in a food truck, which is insanely impossible. Yeah. Three people and two cameras in a food truck is very so you hard. have a battle scene that's like an infinite amount of space, and then yeah. you have the food truck, which is no space, no space. So that was like a great day. <laughs> I learned a lot that day, but no I remember kidding. the acapella one. Like after, like in the middle of the first take, I literally started pumping my fist like I was playing sports because I was like, "Oh shit, we j- this is it. This is that. Wow. This is that thing I've been waiting." Yeah. How for. did you, what was it? How did you know? What was the? There was just something in their performance. There was a thing as they went. I started because I'm I've been a fan of the show since the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the final product and I was like, "Oh, when the music's there and we color cr- this scene, I know exactly what's gonna what this is gonna feel like wow. to watch this scene." And it was right. And I literally was like. <clears throat> I was literally pumping my fist, and everyone was like <laughs> laughing at me in monitors. They're like, "What?" I'm like, "We got one. This is a really, this is good. <laughs> this awesome. is a really good one." Now, now, when you're working with guys like that, uh, who obviously are insanely talented, how do you, how do you give them notes, and are they open to it? So, I mean, Keegan and Jordan are like the nicest. I mean, they're so nice that it's so almost it's almost weird how nice yeah. they are. Um, they're just really gentle like open and it's all about best joke wins so like mm-hmm. and i never i think and, and the thing is before key and peel i had worked with them i had done some commercials for comedy central with them and i and that may have been a test to see how we worked together yeah like a year before and they went really well and then um keegan this is amazing in 07 Owen Benjamin had a show called Gay Town for Crack. Yeah. Right? I think that might be when I first met you. Yeah. B- before that, that was before the Tyler thing. It yeah. was before, a couple yeah. of years before yeah, that. Yeah. So I, he had me play a little part in it, and Keegan played a part in it, but we never acted together. And I remember one day we were, we were there together because our scenes were being shot separate, and meeting him, being like, oh, that's the guy from Mad TV. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he complimented me. He's like, oh, I saw this scene you were in, and the show was really funny. Thanks, man. That's it. Then the first day I shoot with him, he's like, remember when we met on – and he, like, remembered it. I was like, wow, you've Jesus. met way more people right. in these years. Like, how did you remember that really? He's like, because I, mean, I was only in one show called Gay Town. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but but I think because I've just done so much sketch and comedy, it's just like, well, I don't have – there's no time to be nervous. I got to just – we speak the same yeah. language. I got to just give notes. And – I was, you know, even in pre-production, I would give a lot of ideas for lines and changes, and I would pitch it to them, and we were just comfortable. The, mm-hmm. me, those guys and I just clicked really well. So I, I would go up and just give them a little nugget of a note, and then they would run with it in a direction I never thought was possible. That's, that's so great. Um, and then has there ever been opportunity? And you don't have to name names, but has there ever been people where you've brought up a note and they're just like, no? Um, <laughs> Scott Bale uh, does. Um, <laughs> what's that? I mean, but don't get me wrong. Name names if you want yeah, to. Yeah. It's fine. No, actually, I don't. Um, I don't think I because I'm 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 a very gentle director. I, I don't yell on set. I'm just mm-hmm. for me. It's all about we all have to be comfortable. Otherwise, you can't. Sure. I don't think you can make. 
I think comedy is at its best when everyone is comfortable. Yeah. If people are on yeah. eggshells, everybody is fucking up. The crew, everybody, everybody starts messing up when there's like tension in the air. Yeah. So, I've and I'll, and I think it's also because I used to act in my own stuff that I I know what it's like to be in front of a camera. So like I don't know. I'm just I, I've never really had a uh, anyone say no. I've had I've worked with difficult people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no, you know what? Actually, there was somebody. Okay. Uh, will not say her name yeah, because <laughs> uh, she's very famous. Uh, but I did a bit, and it was like, I will tell you guys when we stop reporting. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah. tw- so tweet at us, and then we'll, then we'll tell you guys yeah, later. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't get blamed. Her name rhymes with... No, I'm not going to do yeah. it. Uh, rhymes with Schmessica Schmalba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not her. She's uh, hot. Please come on the podcast. No, yeah. no, no. It was not her. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, But it was one of those moments that was like, oh, this is like a cartoony diva moment where I can't believe this person's acting like... It was so insane. You think you're on a prank show or some shit. Yeah, yeah. that I was like, and, and I had very good reason to think I was being pranked because of where I was working at the time. <laughs> and um, oh, they still wouldn't give it away. It was something I shot at Kimmel. Right. Okay. And, and so I remember at one point being like, Jimmy did this. This is right. Jimmy. Yeah. He's going to come King out the and like, yeah. laugh at me and Guillermo. Yeah. And like that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, oh, oh, this is real. And oh, <laughs> so I probably shouldn't have just laughed at her face like, ah, Jimmy told you to be this bitchy, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He told uh, you. you. Oh, piece I of got shit. it. You I play got... a really good cut. Yeah. You play a really good cut. <laughs> Very good cut. Very, Very good, good cut. cut. Yeah. I bought it. I bought it. Um, good but... cut, bad cut. Yeah, no, you're both. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, I, it's always been easy for me because performance is my favorite yeah. part of directing. Yeah. By far, that's my favorite thing to work on because I think that's the most important thing in the end. So, I mean, you've done so much sketch. Well, obviously, that had to have been uh, an influence growing up, right? I mean, for you to be this heavily into it, I feel, or did you just kind of fall or were like, what, in Living Color, SNL, like any... Yeah, like I grew up obviously loving SNL yeah. and then in mm-hmm. Living Color, I remember like watching the first episode and being like, whoa, like they have balls on this show because yeah, SNL right. at that time didn't. They were more silly, yep. which was fine and then Mr. Show really changed stuff for me where Hell I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's like another level of writing where like, I was just so, and there was no throwaway lines in the show. Like somebody would walk in a room and they would greet someone. They wouldn't just say that. There would be a joke. Something would happen all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, and then Upright Citizens Brigade, I really loved that show. Um, but you know, my my focus has always been long form TV and film. But what happens out here is when you're directing comedy, people start asking you to shoot stuff, and you just fall into a hole of sketch. And it's not bad for me. It was just practice because the thing yeah. about sketch is you have to learn every genre. Someone's going to come with you to come to you with a horror thing. Somebody's going to come with an action thing. So you just are like, okay, I have to learn every style right. or an infomercial or like a pharmaceutical ad. Sure, because you're parroting things. So because you're doing a parody, you have to get the, the subtleties that those genres have, so that then when the joke happens, it's, it's more it's more authentic. Yeah, you have to, and and so like it's it's so I had that attention to detail from wanting to be like a filmmaker. Yeah, but. I got into filmmaking because I loved comedy. Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Sandler. And then it, early 2000s, for like a few months, I did open mics up in the Bay Area because I oh, didn't nice. know what I wanted to do. And was like, oh, I don't have the guts to do this. And everyone I was around was like really bummed and sad. And they were like, you're going to have a drinking problem really soon. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> this is the most uh, unsupportive scene yeah, ever. it was yeah. awful. Wait, they were bummed and that you weren't sticking with it? No, they were bummed. that they, they thought I would just become depressed. Because I remember oh, okay. the first open mic I did. Oh, See, depressed I, from doing comedy. Yeah. yeah. The first open mic I did was at uh, Rooster Teeth Feathers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Sunnyvale, I California. Up, I grew up literally two minutes from there. Awesome. Love and, that place. Uh, and I remember, and I knew enough about comedy. I'd read about it. I'd seen comedians talk about it. And these guys knew it was my first open mic. And this dude goes, oh, um, 
you should go first. Yeah, we should have him go first, dude. That'd be great. And I knew that first was not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go first. I'll go. And I knew exactly what this motherfucker was doing. So MC went up and he did really well. He's someone I've seen. God, what was his name? Joe something. He was so nice to me. <laughs> Scott Bale. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a guy. He's, Joe. He performs a lot in San Francisco. I'll, Joe. I'll remember um, his name. Oh, I man. don't know. White dude, Asian dude, black White dude. White dude. Sure. Glasses. It'll no. I'll, it'll pop in my okay. head later. But he's, he was so nice. But this yeah. other guy, who all of his jokes were like about the dot com world, so like everything was falling flat. Oh. And like I, he told a joke about buying AOL stock, and I remember being like, "What in the fuck, you? You're, if it doesn't Sunnyvale? work, in, well, and if it doesn't work in Sunnyvale, yeah. it's not working yeah. anywhere, yeah. right? Because like you're AOL's not, down the street. You're yeah. not gonna go to the Omaha Funny Bone and be like, you want, you want to hear my dot com yeah, chunk? Exactly. So <laughs> dot com, would you call me? Yeah. <laughs> So I went up and I did well on my first the first set I ever did. And mm-hmm. I got laughs and it yeah. went well and and then I walk up and he wouldn't talk to me the rest of the night. And I was like, "What the what the what is this shit?" I love this. So, did that for a couple months and I was like, "I don't yeah. want to do this. I'm going to get behind the scenes and write." And then a buddy of mine showed me The Big Lebowski mm-hmm. and it was the scene where where John Turturro's bowling to the Gypsy Kings Hotel California and it leads all the way through like that 8-year-old pederast thing. It's beautiful. What and I had never I was used to like Happy Gilmore like Comedies, right. and I had never seen a comedy that looked like this. It was shot and I was incredibly, like, yeah. I was like, yeah. "What is this?" And my buddy's like, "Oh, it's the Coen Brothers. They did Fargo." I was like, "Fargo was funny," because I remember it being nominated. And to me, if anything's nominated, it's not a comedy. Yeah, like, right. Comedies just get they fucked. don't get nominated. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Which is bullshit. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, everyone goes to them, but they don't get awards. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> It'll change. At why some is there point, not right? a best comedy? Uh, award It'll happen at the when Pete Rose gets allowed into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> so never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, 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 Saul Lebowski. That? Yeah, so I saw Lebowski, and I was like, you can do this? You can have a scene like this? This is the mm-hmm. weirdest thing I've ever seen. And he's like, yeah, they write and direct their movies. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write and direct. And then Jesus Christ, just that, like that moment that was it. made you wow. go, okay, that's... And I, and I had I had got my AA, and then like I wasn't working for you know I was just working. I wasn't in school, and I was like, I'm just going to go to school to learn how to direct. So... San Jose State was down the street. I could have also gone mm-hmm. to Academy of Arts, but I was like, I don't want to be around a bunch of pretentious dickheads. Like, I just want to <laughs> borrow a camera and shoot. And right. I taught myself how to direct, how to write, how to edit. Now, I, who, I, who told you to do that? Because obviously, like, you hear that from film school. Uh, people that are just like, yeah, go to school or don't go to school and just start making stuff. But, like, some people it was, are... It was just me, because I was like, I don't know how to make anything. i got to learn how to make stuff. So I'll just go just there. Gonna make stuff. And then I would literally just rent DVDs that had director commentaries and just listen to what they had Great to say. Idea, and dude. you start learning wow. weird things. Like, American Beauty was the first one. And Sam Mendes was, like, so specific about visuals. And then that just, like... What an incredible resource for a young, inspiring director. It sucks, because they don't... Yeah. They don't... They're not doing them as much anymore. No. nobody cares but me. <laughs> like, right. I'm the only Except guy for, who like, the nerdy director kids yeah and it was like invaluable so then and then i realized that any you know it's it's hard to call it stand-up it was more like kind of like talking and telling stories but everything i ever wrote was incredibly visual and that's when it all made sense i was like oh Mm -hmm. yeah this is i'm supposed to oversee it i'm not supposed to do it i'm supposed to be the guy watching it and putting it together because i've always been obsessed with comedy yeah that's an amazing realization to make because most people that get into comedy and especially like they start to stand up they do it because they want to be up in front of people they want to be the star or whatever so it, right. it, 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 it takes a lot to be like oh no I'm not that guy I'm the guy that's supposed to be behind the scenes and other people are going to get the credit but I'm going to but I'm going to sit back and be like yeah I did that yeah exactly. it's like I, w- I know I want to just tell a joke visually I want to mm-hmm. tell a story I you was know? like to me that because I like telling stories in general so I'm like well it'd be great if I could learn how to shoot so we had a very loose program at the school and 
we all kind of just taught ourselves. And my DP, who shot every, almost everything I've ever done, Chris Darnell, we went to school together, and we shoot all the time out here. And the another DP I work with, my buddy Todd, is out here. It's weird. There was like a core three or four of us there at that time that all came down and before and after us it wasn't really that many people we just were it was lucky we all got there at the right time that's why it's so necessary too to just start making stuff because that's where you start form relationships and just get a little mm-hmm. pack together right and i mean that's the reason for mr show and for ucb and it's just like you know just start if you're not doing stuff you don't put yourself in a position to meet people that are uh, you could potentially come up with yeah. Uh, what was do you remember what was like the first thing you shot that you were like because I used to make home movies all yeah. the time too so it's kind of how and I remember we would rewatch like in eighth grade we'd film stuff on the on the weekends and then sit down at the end of the weekend and watch it all and just like laugh our asses off and then we'd like quote our own shit at school because we thought it was so funny <laughs> we thought amazing. it was what? so funny you don't know about the tuna fish sandwich sketch oh right yeah, we made it. yeah, yeah. oh dude <laughs> I, I do well the first couple of things we had to do was reshoot scenes from like known movies so at that time mm-hmm. it was stuff like you had to do stuff from like clerks and stuff where like people around your age because there was people that sure. were trying to shoot scenes from like Movies where like a twenty year old was playing a grandfather of a twenty year old, you're like, just just shoot a scene of young. You, <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Right, yeah. you don't have to because that's just one more thing that takes you out of it. So just remake the movie Kids and move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Underrated one, film, one of the greatest comedies of all time. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's devastating. Dra- <laughs> de- de- definitely a drama. It's so Who sad. was in that again? Wasn't there uh, uh, the girl yeah. from uh, Chloe? Uh, seven. Uh, yeah, Chloe Seven Seven Seven. That that oh, wow. girl. She's in it. I usually said Chloe, so that's the only Chloe I know. Yeah, so I no, and that's her. Uh, the one from she's in Big Love. She was in uh, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, damn. yeah. She, no, was, it was, she, uh, she was in Kids. I'll tell you who was in it. Um, kids. Leo Fitzpatrick, Justin Pierce, Chloe Sevigny. <laughs> you were right. That yeah. girl directed by Larry Clark. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, so the first scene I did was a thing from Clerks. That was whatever. And then the second one, I went off the list that they gave us, and I mm-hmm. did a scene from Bottle Rocket. Great. Because I was Anderson. A, yeah, and yeah. I, I was obsessed with him. I wrote my thesis on him because I, I just loved how empathetic he was right. I feel like something changed after he stopped writing with um, Owen Wilson. There was a yeah, humanity that's... Totally. Everybody was empathetic in his movies. It was because everyone has in comedy. There's such a tendency towards just just write an asshole character, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's hard. Like I want to know why they're an asshole. Yep, like I don't right. want to just look, like if I know why doesn't justify it, but you know where they're coming from. So you're not just like I hate this person. Yeah, you know why they made the decision, and every, it's okay. And it makes it funnier when you're like, wow, that guy believes this because he took that moment and thought like, well, this means that. X like like it, yeah. it, it, when you see the whole genesis of how people think, it, and it, it's funny you bring up uh, Wes Anderson, and it's so it's so interesting when you bring up directors that you could not know that they made a, a movie, a film, or whatever, and you watch and you go, oh yeah, that's a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, like if, it, if it, there's it, a if there's a four hundred foot symmetrical dolly shot <laughs> and an overhead of somebody's knickknacks that defines yeah, who they are yeah. in a diorama, it's fucking Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's so in uh, 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 yeah, and there's certain things that you go, yeah, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie, that's a whatever. Like it, it, it's it, it's really interesting to find directors that really have their style. Yeah, in terms of like, do do you have any Anything like that? You having like you you having like like John Woo puts two guns and doves in every single one of his oh, movies. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. what's your thing? Or I don't. Do I you don't, have a thing? I what's your John Woo? I don't. I don't have a thing. But I've always. It's a I've, great game show I've, title. I've, I've what's, al- your <laughs> what's your John Woo? What's your John Woo? I've always. Uh, 
if if I get to the point where I'm directing movies, a thing that I think movies don't have enough of are scenes where characters are alone. Because mm-hmm. I think you can learn about a lot from somebody when they're alone. Like the first episode of Last Man on Earth is so amazing. I mean, it's all great, oh, yeah. Yeah. but it's really great. Like before he meets anyone, like I that could have yeah. that could have mm-hmm. gone on for a while. Like yeah, sure. you just learn. I don't know. You're so vulnerable. You're not acting for anybody, right? And um, you knew pretty much everything about that character just based on what he's doing with nobody around. Now, you exactly. Go, you go, oh, that guy's a that guy's a degenerate fuck up. Yeah, I think exactly. that partially yeah. has to do with the actor too, right? Like you got to want to watch whoever that is well, be he, by themselves. Yeah, and he's got like a, a. I've said this to a bunch of friends recently, but like he's got a very Will Forte has a very Steve Martin quality, where totally. like his mannerisms, his kind, uh, everything about him, you're like he's not a dick. He's no. making selfish decisions, but it's just because he doesn't know any better. Right. And he's just, this is generally just, what he believes. He's just making a quick decision, and yeah. then it comes back. Like he's, it, it, you can keep watching him for that reason. It's like Steve Carell in The Office, like such a brilliant character, like such a likable asshole, but right. like not. But you just also you were like, oh, he just he doesn't know any better. He sees the world through those eyes, and that's. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then, and this is why the show was so great. He was so great. Every now and then, you would check in and go, oh, he's got a heart. He's like a sweet dude. Yeah, but, like, he was never making decisions at other people. It no. was all, like, how he was being perceived. So it yeah. all came from being vulnerable, and that's endearing. So, yeah. like, you know, it didn't matter. You can, as long as he didn't literally hurt somebody. But but that's the thing. I feel like I, I like when characters are alone. I just feel like it's, it's you, you, like you learn all cast away? Um, I don't think I li- I think I made fun of it when I watched it. But it was, like, way late. Because a buddy and I watched it. Oh, boy. Late castaway jokes? Late. Well, <laughs> oh, buddy and I watched it, and he was, like, we were just, like, making fun of a lot of stuff. Because the problem was the trailer. You see, I hope this is not a spoiler. Hopefully you've seen it at this point. But, All right. If, 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 it, if it's more than five years old, right. we, we, you don't have to say spoiler alert. Like, well, it's like. All right. So Citizen Qua- Kane. Yes, Citizen Kane. Uh, it's a sled. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> I remember the trailer. It's like the crash, and then he's there, and then you see him like reuniting with Helen Hunt at the end. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't need to watch this. You right. guys was told dumb. me. Why was that shot yeah. in there? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it, it didn't look like a dream sequence, so I knew it would happen. But I remember my buddy was like, if a whale saves this guy's life, I'm going home. So there's that point <laughs> at the end where he's on the raft, and yeah. this whale comes up, and it blinks, but it looks like it winks at him. Uh-huh. And my buddy literally, for the joke, Got in his car, drove home, and then called me to prove that he went home, and then he came back. Pretty great. He really committed. That's, that's, uh, that's the guy that commits yeah, to the joke. It was ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was worth it, but yeah. it was like respect it. You, you know what though? I like. I don't know who that guy is, but I already want to be friends with yeah. him. Yeah. Just, well, his just because of his that. name is Bobby. He's a good man. Done. Uh, now, uh, yeah. are, are you intentionally right now looking to direct Jose Canseco in something? I tried <laughs> to put him question. in a sketch years yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Uh, and my manager at the time got a hold of Jose's attorney because he didn't have an agent or a manager at that time. He's a lawyer, okay. And the lawyer said, Jose is a nightmare to deal with. You don't want to get him. It won't be worth it. No. And we were, he was like, I can ask him. Such great but it representation. Will not be worth it. So we settled on Fabio. <laughs> and then we got Fabio instead. <laughs> oh my God. What, 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 what weird world is Somebody this? Somebody please like, make a documentary just about that whole yeah, yeah. scenario about. Well, like, the, the that, sound, that, that sounds like something from like a comedy movie. Like we can't get Canseco. Can we get Fabio? We can get Fabio. Can, like, and, but what here, the fuck? We we tried to get so many people, and I and I remember I was I was walking my dog, and I was on the phone with my manager, and he goes, "We can't." I was in, living in Studio City on Coldwater Canyon, and he goes, "We can't." You know, his his lawyer saying he's a nightmare, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay." Literally, Fabio drives by. 
And I'm like, he goes, I am also a coach that can say, go look at like. Yeah. And I go, what about Fabio? Can you check on Fabio? Because he just drove by me and we're just laughing. <laughs> 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. They're like, he's in. And I was like, <laughs> what? So, so the best thing is, and it was this really like throwaway sketch where we basically like wasted this cameo. As soon as he comes in the sketch, there's like a breaking news thing. Yeah. And yeah. then you come back and you've missed the whole sketch. And like, it was so dumb. And so it was at our place. So I remember that like he texted me. I am here. And I was like, oh, I think this is Fabio. I love how even you read his text in a Fabio. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember walking out. This is, uh, this is 2000. I've got hug for you. This is <laughs> hug for you. This is 2008. So I walk out on Coldwater and I look and there's Fabio walking down Holy in like shit. this like tight Nike shirt without sleeves was on it. Was he walking in slow-mo? Um, no, but the, his hair was like Just gorgeous. beautiful. <laughs> Stunning. So his hair's going and he's... Looking at the buildings, reading a map quest printout, and I had to walk away laughing. I was like, if he sees me, <laughs> Fabio, over. Fabio, like not sure if he's in the right place. Oh, Great image. Great image. I can watch Fabio do anything and laugh. Yeah. J- just because it's. Why isn't that Fabio. a Travel Channel show? Just Fabio, like. Take him anywhere. Fabio travels. Yeah. Like, I, I, would, I would watch right, that. We can work on the title. But yeah, like, Don't Fabio, care. where in the world care. is Fabio? I mean, I go wherever my hair takes me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you should follow him. So he was the best, and he was great. I would, I would watch great. Fabio play chess. I, 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 would I, I would totally watch that, just see, just see the look on his face of, like, I see what you did there with your pawn. <laughs> you, know, you know what I would watch? Totally Fabio bad. and Brad Williams remaking Twins. I mean... That's got it. Uh, hey, Payment, what are you doing? I was going to say, I'll, I'll direct that shit. I, you can watch it. I'll direct it. Get <laughs> oh I love that movie. Uh, it's so like, good. Waiting for, I, was like, I, was thinking, I was talking about that not that long ago, and I was like, that's a movie, if they remade, they would have to use both of them. Both of them again. Because yes. right. no one, no, they would, and also now with what DeVito's done on It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Oh. I feel so like good. with that movie would just take another. That's almost like a let's look into it. Let's look yeah. into like doing. You this have again. to. And Arnold, he's just like this plastic can, monster now. Like, can you do probably can still you do a sequel? Like, can you just do like a late twins two sequel? Twins two. I think that's the move. Even twinsier. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are you trying to make people not buy the DVD? Even twinsier. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm making up words, but I, I love making up words in a title. You're like, what is that a word? Like, yeah. Yeah, even twins here. Even twins. <laughs> I'll go see that. I mean, it is. They are like one of the most like just beloved comedy duos. <laughs> Unintentionally, intentionally. You would, yeah. you do want to get into movies though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and the that's goal. the next. That's the next. I think for any director, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I think. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think there's there's probably directors that love doing uh, episodic and TV and things like that, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, half hour is really. You know, I've done a lot of sketch, but you know, I did a half-hour show, show earlier. Teachers, this year. teachers, yeah. yeah. When's it come out? Uh, January on January uh, what? On, I don't know yet. I don't okay. know if there's an actual date. We'll plug it January when January on no uh, for sure on TV Land. On TV Land. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, Who's in it? Uh, it's it's this uh, these six girls. It's they're out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. They're called the Katie Dids. They're all named Kate in real life. That's not <laughs> wow. a joke. And um, three Katies, two Kates, and a Caitlin. And uh, they were they they performed in Chicago. I think in Second City, Chicago. Or I I forgot. I think there are multiple theaters. And then they made their own web, web series, web right? series yeah. called mm-hmm. Teachers, which was just vignettes. It was little one minute scenes. Sure, it got a little bit of traction. 
one thing led to another. All of a sudden, they packaged it, and the TV land just bought it, just like that. Jesus. And Again, something that just doesn't. I mean, that's why you still see people making web series so frequently because they're like, because of stories like that, where they're yes. like, "Hey, you don't know," which I think is great. Like, anytime I see somebody post or and I see somebody comment like another web series, I'm like, "Yeah, man," but a, who knows how much that stuff, uh, how much that person has made at this point? You have to do that, right. and you also that shit can still happen. It's proof yeah. of concept. It's you because the problem is if you don't. You're, you, you'll be doing what I was doing and you're doing sketch for years and then people think you can't tell stories. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you tell the story, then they don't have to imagine what your story yeah. would be like. Right. So, and if you make that web series and you sell it, you could be eating at Paquito Moss five times a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is the real that, Wait, tell me. It doesn't even matter what the market price on that ahi burrito is. Man. Um, Just take it. Don't wow. tell me. Is that your go-to? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm, I'm, feeling I'm pretty sure only Eddie Murphy can eat there yeah. five times a week. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just other world money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a great idea, too, for a show show because i don't feel like any i mean i mean it's all about the uh, elementary school teachers yeah. but the, yeah. but the interesting thing is now there's like five shows about teachers are there really craig robinson has one oh, shit, danny mcbride right. has one coming out vice principals yeah yeah then there's one called those who can't that's coming out on true tv but this one's different because it's an elementary school it's six young females yeah. the characters are all really big and fun and different and um but they got like Allison Brie attached as an EP. Jay Martell and Ian Roberts from Key and Peele were the. Mm-hmm. Sh- that's why I got on because awesome, they, they were the EPs from Key and Peele, and then they were like, so the pilot someone else directed, and then I ran into Jay Martell one day, and he was just like telling me, oh yeah, we're just, we're writing the series, and then that night randomly he emailed me, he's like, hey, would you be interested in like directing this? I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I've been fighting yeah, for for man. nine years. Sure. So then I just went in for like a series of meetings and everyone was like, this is clearly a long shot because it's going to be the whole season. And you can't, you know, from no episodes of half hours to that. And then uh, it just doesn't happen. No. And then a couple weeks, a couple weeks went by. And then all of a sudden I got an email one night that was like, you're directing the entire season. And then That's it just happened. Awesome. And was that, was, was that was a uh, rigorous two weeks of anticipation? No, I, I took it out of my head. Because it, to me, it was like, I'm not going to get this. I've been trying to get half hours forever, and it didn't happen. So I, I, don't, I never expect anything when I go into meetings. Okay. I'm, I'm so used to like getting a meeting and then being like, oh, I really want it. It doesn't happen. Like mm-hmm. I was talking to someone last night about the, the ups and downs in Los Angeles yeah. and how I realized after a couple of years that the, that uh, those peaks and valleys are become tighter and tighter and tighter. And then you start realizing that it's just a rhythm and you just got to write it out. That when things are shitty, you know that, all right, I know then in a week I'm going to be able to get Poquito Moss. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to that. But it's like, if I have a bad month, I know that it'll yeah. come around. And then when, it, when it's up, I don't get excited because I know what it's like to be down. I was just going to say, you stay stay a little neutral, right? It's the only way to do it. Otherwise, you go fucking crazy. Dude, when I came back uh, from uh, the heat, I had a 1 a.m. spot at the comedy store literally, I think, the next night. And I literally was riding this movie high and just like being like, I just worked with Sandra Bullock. Part of me getting a little delusional, being like, it fucking, it's all about the change, you know? Right. And then doing this 1 a.m. spot for like four people. And I was like, oh, thank God for this. And then it it was a great, like, and then it just made me start to develop that mindset of, like, and you have to enjoy, like, uh, like, you know, even when Brad did his hour special, he was all on cloud nine and pumped about it. And you have to, like, enjoy all the support and the numbers and fans and the the new, uh, you know, opportunities that come from it. But then go, all right, like, now back to the, I got to write my second hour. I got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the, the, you can't get complacent. And and there's so much, there's so much talent out here that, 
you know, you, you got to just keep working. Yeah, because I mean, you could you could have easily quit show business after you worked with Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> I briefly considered it. <laughs> you could have yeah. just been like, you know what? I, it's never going to get yeah. any better. Drop the mic. I walked. Uh, I, I saw Fabio walk in holding a MapQuest piece of paper with his hair blowing gracefully in the wind. It's done. Uh, oh, can man. he? Can, if we could develop an anti-aging serum. And we and we only had enough for one person. Can he get it? It's, Fabio's got it. It's probably Ken's his. got it. He's yeah. beautiful. Or maybe the rest of us just have to like somehow drink his piss or something. To <laughs> hey, you know what? If that if that's the key, Fabio, just don't eat any asparagus, yeah. please. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's the plot of Twinsy. Uh, even Twinsier. Even Twinsier. Like Brad's yeah. getting older and he like doesn't know how to. <laughs> so yeah. So we have to get Fabio's urine. Now, if I like you did caper. direct this, would this be the first time uh, you worked a little person, Brad? Uh, or have you? No, I think I wait. No, I think I did something with in Nick. sketch. No, I did something with Nick Novecki. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick and I have known each other. It, it's weird. We've known each other since we we're like seven years old. Oh, really? And then we both went into comedy, and now we're both kind of like, oh, hey, we're both Whoa. doing this. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's amazing. This is insane. And it was one of those things where we didn't keep up and like keep tabs. It was all. It was all of a sudden I'm doing comedy, he's doing comedy. We're like, oh shit, we're both. Doing this, dude. That's great. Who knew? Yeah, and wow. now we see each other at the store all the time. Were any of the jokes crossing over when you guys first started? A couple of, uh, I mean, because when you're when you only have so much source material and you're young in the game and you have this thing that everyone wants you to write jokes about and yeah. you don't know how to write jokes, so yeah. you're so you're literally sorry for the pun, but you're going for the most low hanging fruit. Yeah, uh, both of you were like black people like this, white yeah. people yeah. right? every <laughs> time, every joke, every joke's like, what's the deal with airline food? You know, uh, yeah. so yeah, there was a, there was absolutely some crossover, but now like we've definitely developed our voices separately. He does his thing, I do my thing, and it's really cool to see. Uh, like when I saw him on uh, Boardwalk Empire, yeah. I didn't think like. Fuck! When did I get that? I'm like, dude, Nick just did a boxing scene on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, that's awesome. You got punched in the face. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the attitude, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, like I've never been a competitive person. I don't understand it because to me, it's like I, I don't get bummed when other people get stuff because mm-hmm. I don't want people to be bummed when I get stuff. Right. You and still it's like, put that out there. Well, if I like literally, if I miss out on a gig, I'm like, yeah, I'm bummed. But imagine how pumped. Whoever got this is <laughs> right, and that just like whatever, it's fine. It'll work out. Just and, like it'll yeah. work out. I just got to keep working. And yeah. hey, you, shit. you missed out on the house, bunny. But like you said, if you had gotten that, I would have never worked again. Right? And no one would have ever hired, dude. I would have <laughs> fucked that movie up so bad. You'd be like, working at Paquito Moss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, on the bright side, you get Paquito. Yeah. You get Paquito. <laughs> <laughs> Moss that. I don't this know has been this the greatest is... commercial for I mean, Paquito Moss. If we don't ever. get at least a free fucking tub of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you want. Nah, that's all I want. Free I'm very simple cheese. over here, man. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Very large tub of cheese. We yeah. can dive into it Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah, that's but all I want. I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's, We're going to talk about things I'm into. Yeah. That's on yeah, the list. That's about it. But, yeah, so, so like, yeah, you, you, you didn't get that at that time. You built up your resume. You got the skill set together. Now, if... Sandler came to you, or whoever, or whoever comes to you and says, I, "I, I want you to be at the helm of this movie." I think now you'd be like, "Okay, yeah." Now I'm, I can, I'm more confident with. That. I can do it now. Now mm-hmm. I can run a, a crew and 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 all that stuff. It, you can bring can, Rob Schneider his tea. I, <laughs> <laughs> from from what I've um, observed from you, directing wise, and from what I've heard from uh, you know colleagues in the business, um, and then you know all my experience from uh, really uh, you know. You, you and Paul Feig have a lot of similar qualities. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. 
I could tell by his shirt with the whale on it and the fact that Paul Feig always shows up wearing a suit. <laughs> well, okay. That might you be the so one. So much in common. <laughs> no, but like, as really? you were. Are you serious? Yeah, man. As you were saying, too, about like keeping people comfortable and keeping things loose and like being yourself and like having just a game plan and. Uh, uh, you just you have a very clear vision, and he. Whoa. I mean, dude. I mean, just um, doing the. Uh, I just did uh, GB the, the the Busters. Oh, and, really? Uh, the, yeah. the Busters is that is, is that what we're calling it now in the trades? <laughs> I think that's the official title. Okay, the Busters, and uh, and like, dude, he's like so locked in right now, like even more so than the first time when I like met him and got to work with him, and. Um, yeah, man, you totally. Uh, thanks, man. I mean, I, that, guy, that guy is amazing. That's yeah. Crazy. That's so crazy I feel like movies, the trajectory of that for you is 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 for sure uh, in the future. I hope so. So yeah. if they ever do like the House Bunny two, <laughs> that'd be yeah. like, now I am ready. Yeah. There's also a lot. This. There's also a lot of movies we've come up on this podcast for Brad to star in. Little Rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> Little rabbi, come on, man! I mean, come on, you man. can see it. <laughs> I can see it. The curls are dragging behind me. <laughs> I mean, what are, what are the th- what are the th- like? I'm trying to think of movies also that are based around Judaism, like Keeping the Faith with Stiller and Edward Norton. Did you ever see that? And Jenna Elfman? No, I never saw that. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. um, they're like a trio of best friends, and then they um, both fall for Jenna Elfman. And, uh, all right, and spoiler alert! And uh, yeah, and one's a priest and one's a rabbi. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, Fiddler oh. on the Roof and sh- fucking Schindler's List. I think those, those are the only three. <laughs> yeah, the most. Big, the big three. Yeah. <laughs> most, like, Jewish centric. The Hattrick of Hebrew. Are, <laughs> Hattrick of Hebrew. Which is if, the fourth. That's what we call it. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> all right. If there's ever a Jewish player in the NHL, that has to be his nickname. <laughs> From Nova Scotia. The, the Hattrick of Hebrew. <laughs> Give it up. What's I don't his know. name? I, I don't know what a Canadian first name is, but his last name is Berkowitz. <laughs> Troy. Troy Berkowitz. <laughs> Forward. For the, for, the, uh, for the New York Islanders. He'd, he'd have to be from, from no, Long Island. No, it'd have to be have for to. like the Tel Aviv <laughs> gefilte fish. <laughs> Wait, gefilte fish. I want to see that mascot. Me too. <laughs> oh my God, the human gefilte fish, which you can also, which you can also pay for. In I Vegas. mean, if, if, if you can do a sketch of rejected mascots, and then uh, yeah. it's just like the human gefilte fish. <laughs> have you, have you ever, uh, do you, have you met Neil Brennan before? Uh, I don't think I've actually met Neil. Really? No. I would love to hear you guys talk about directing comedy. Yeah, I have a shitload of respect. For we'll that. we'll, yeah, we'll, no, we'll yeah, have both you him. and him on, on on the podcast. Adam and I will just say hi, everybody, and then we'll just sit back and then we'll like have you guys. We'll just geek out. Yeah, <laughs> just geek out like James, like James Lipton style for two to each other. Chappelle show yeah. was for sure something that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, because I, I feel like Key and Peele was the um, first show since that to come along and really. Kind of hit stuff the way that they did. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. other than the smash hit "Mind of Mencia," that had a very talented little person on it that would hump things. Yeah. For sure, I mean, for <laughs> sure, that, that, that was a smash. I mean, huge show. I mean, ah, going across uh, cultural boundaries, just brought the nation together. I, I, I think we healed. Brought the, brought the nation, nation together. together. I, I, I think. I think since. 9-11, wow. the country wow. hasn't come together. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. Uh, you're going to end like, up on a blog, yeah. man. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Fabio looking for the fucking... <laughs> you're going to be in a square Some... on Fox News explaining yourself. Someone will take that seriously yeah. and be like, comedian Brad Williams says, mind him and see help the Help the nation heal after 9-11, even though it happened eight years afterward. Oh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, that's at Brad Williams on Twitter. Uh, at Funny Brad. Yeah, at Funny Brad on Twitter. Uh, you are on Twitter at uh, Payment Benz. Yes. P-A-Y-M-E-N. A- a- M-A-N. A- 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 N- N- B-E-N-Z. And, uh, and you you're po- funny 
on Twitter, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, oh thanks. You're Okay, just to give people an <laughs> oh, idea. This is really scary, because you looked at my... I don't know what you're... Wh- okay, you just... What if we just made up tweets no, and you but said... You said this is Jews a- are... <laughs> th- 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 yeah, this is something you, you actually tweeted. I just saw two butterflies having sex, or they may have been fighting. E- either way, this boner isn't going down anytime soon. <laughs> and to me, I read that tweet. I'm like, I'm in. I'm following this. Yeah. Oh, great. That's, I'm in. Yeah. I'm a child. I'm like, <laughs> uh, and the one below that, raise your hand if you plan on eating McDonald's breakfast for dinner. Now take that hand and slap yourself in the face with it. You're an adult. <laughs> I have some issues with McDonald's. <laughs> me too. I haven't eaten it in over 10 years. Really? I just The last time I did, I, I had a snack wrap and fries and got sick and was like, of well, this... And, and people will defend it like, oh, dude, the fries. I'm like, I've had them. Mm-hmm. I remember what it tastes like. I sure. don't need it again. Yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> it's like when Jack in the Box got E. coli outbreaks and kids died. I go, hey, remember when kids died from eating that? As soon right. as I heard one kid died, I go, cool, never eating Jack in the Box again. And same thing, my buddy's like, what about the fries, man? I'm like, what about the fries? He's like, you don't have to get the burger. Get the fries. I'm like, dude, if a stripper gave me herpes, I'm not going back for the fucking hugs. Right. You know? <laughs> the damage has been done. Unless it's sponsored by Contego's Hug for You. But, yeah. Uh, it's also, I don't understand. Like, we have so much food in this country. Yes. Don't, who can, Limit like, yourself. We have too much. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, their fries are good. But is it, I mean, is it really worth it? I don't, no. I don't know. I don't trust no. them. Unless they want to sponsor this podcast, in which case I will have no. uh, a quarter pound of cheese hey, every day for the no. rest of my life. That will be, <laughs> hey, we'll have to talk about that. That's a very short life. Bri- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead in a week, but Did whatever. You, I'll die happy. You saw Supersize Me. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Oh, it's great. I mean, amazingly, terribly inspiring slash depressing. It's. it's I mean, when kids are like, know who Ronald McDonald is versus George Washington. I mean, that shit's like. It's funny, and then like, (laughs) oh no. There's a. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think McFlurries are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) They are, and I ate one in Amsterdam, stoned while watching women in the red light district doors dance at me, and they danced at me and tried to taunt me to come in, and I danced while eating my McFlurry and taunted them to come out. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Well, myself, I was lost for like four hours. Well, yeah, that, and they're not gonna win because it's like, yeah, you're dancing and trying it but i have a mcflurry yeah i'm i'm winning at life like i like i'm eating my mcflurry I think I'm, I was, I'm good i'm happy i was secretly hoping one of them would open the door and be like it looks so much better to be out there you know and ask me for a bite and yeah. trade me for something um uh, but uh okay so um uh so, fo- so follow teachers, you on twitter teachers comes out yes teachers comes out in uh in january january check your local listings in my local yeah find out uh where tv land is on uh your, uh have you yet to work? I know you're a big Clippers fan too. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you yet to work with um, like an athlete that you're like, like Jose would have been it for you, right? But uh, I, I have no, but I have I have pitched Blake in so many projects. It's so everyone he's knows funny him. as hell. He's really funny, yeah. and he's a comedy fan. He like thinks like a con. Like yeah, he's done some of those readings of uh, like when Jensen Carp uh, yeah. organizes those readings of like. Of, famous movies or something he'll come and read as a character and he's hilarious oh uh, divine and i went to some clippers games he's loves workaholics and at post game we go back and talk to him and he's like quoting the show to him i'm like oh man oh, you're just a big crazy. fucking kid that's crazy yeah 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 i not not uh not yet but I'm, i'll get him in something i yeah. tried to get him and deandre and so actually in one of the vma sketches we tried but they were both out of town oh. and i was like wait they won't say no to miley like we'll get them yeah. right and well, then they weren't available just, i was like god just man. the visual of that because miley's about an inch taller than me and then you got yeah and then you got deandre jordan 
She's, I don't know if I said, she's great, by the way. Yeah. She's so cool. She seems like, just to, uh, with it and down for whatever. She, like, we had, we were talking at one point. I was just, like, talking about partying and stuff. And she goes, dude, I'm 23. I'm just getting out of my system. I was like, that's a really grounded thing for Jesus you to say. Christ. And also, like, we were all, like, crazy when we were 23. Sure. I was 23 and everyone knew who I was. It could be a lot worse. I think people just assume that she's in that same boat as like Britney and Lindsay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she hasn't done anything. Also, besides- stop putting them on these giant pedestals to where they can't even be themselves. Stop creating uh, an idea of who they are. Like, right. oh, Miley should never drink. Fabio should always know where he's going and not need <laughs> Google Maps. You know, stop making, stop boxing them in. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and even Bieber, when they were like, I can't believe he's pissing in trash cans and bringing weed on planes and getting a pet monkey. I'm like, he has $60 billion and he's fucking 20. Yeah, I don't, like, when Year people... Year olds. Be- what? They're- if, if, if pretty much anyone who reaches global status mm-hmm. goes crazy or you know melts down or something, if that's happening, maybe it's not the people. Maybe we're not built for that shit. Like right. if, if it keeps happening, if it was Michael Jackson went crazy, yeah. Prince went crazy. Seems like the only person who hit that level who didn't melt down was Ted Danson. Was, yeah. was Ted Danson was uh, Paul McCartney. He seems like he has his shit together. Met him at the improv. Yeah, the improv a month ago. I saw pictures of people Dude, with him, and I was like, "What is going on here?" Not have been cool. Bought me a drink. Sat down. Was like, "Adam, great set. What do you? What are we drinking?" I'm like, "I'll do it. I'll drink anything. I'll do anything to you. Like, what do you need? You know?" <laughs> he and was then, a beetle. Dude, that could not have been crazy. more fucking normal. And I'm like, it was fucking with me because right. I'm like. You're to, to you're me, I don't think there's you yeah. Know. You're like outside yourself. Yeah, like, this yeah. is not. So when when yeah. someone hits that level and and can't deal with it, I don't mm-hmm. get mad at them because I'm like, no, it's clear that we can't handle that yeah. shit. That there are no like. It's not like there. You know, animals don't have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, animals don't like. I just feel like. Imagine living a life where nobody says no to you. How do Ever. you not go crazy? And everyone, and, wa- but everybody at the same time, wants, everyone wants something from yeah, you. Yeah, they want something. Yeah. you feel the eyes. They expect on you. you to always every interaction. Like that's why I love the stories when people are like, "I, I met Miley Cyrus at the airport once. <laughs> Such a bitch! Like <laughs> she just, I screamed at her. She was coming out of the bathroom, running to catch her flight. <laughs> she turned back at me and like just like looked at me weird. Yeah. And I was like. Hey, and waving, and she didn't even wave. Yeah, and she, then she, she didn't even come take a picture with me. She did. She didn't even listen to my demo tape. I, I was, mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was wearing an I Love Miley shirt. Uh, yeah, that's just crazy. So she's just super cool. She's and, great. She's like certainly she was really nice and friendly to the crew and well like adjusted. Never well adjusted and like like didn't dem- like she's just cool as shit. Like there was never. That's probably why she's still working so much. Everybody wants to, because that's a big part of it, right? Yeah. You know that too as a director that like there are you're probably starting to hear or deal with firsthand of people where you're like, oh cool, like mental note, like <coughs> Scott Bale is not going to be. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm really taking out on the base. Yeah, yo, SB man, if you're listening, it's all in good fun, man. Come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah and then we'll, we'll go to Paquito Moss house. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably got private Paquito in his fucking apartment. <laughs> private Paquito. Wait a minute. Wait. Private Paquito is a beach. Cop show. I want to write. Hello, um, I'm here for the job. I'm going. I am a private poquito. Oh no, because like poquito means small in yeah. Spanish. Oh so my God, that's what it is. So and you're a private so poquito. I'm private, private poquito. poquito. Jesus, it's a sponsorship. It's a, the nickname. The, my friends, dude. Not a bad school. idea. I don't know how much money Poquito Moss has, but like, if you're talking about it's like a, a v- good campaign, a viral series, just quick vignette things of you. <laughs> 
You know, if you like solve it, like making people's days better by sure. delivering Paquito Moss, maybe. Yeah. Or, or, if I'm Private Paquito, maybe I like solve a crime and then like I see the, the, the guy, the bad guy running away and I throw a delicious Paquito Moss burrito <laughs> at him. It like hits him in the head and then you bounce sa- up in the air. I catch it, take a bite, look at the camera and say, <laughs> What's your catchphrase? What's the catchphrase? Uh, you are Moss in trouble. <laughs> Wow, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Does that work off the top yeah. of my head? I like yeah. it. I yeah. like it. That's, be- that's better than I was thinking. I was just thinking, you just look in the camera and go, it's a good. <laughs> but it's like, it you know, that's, yeah. um, well, this was fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks for it. This is great. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to come back home when Teachers uh, comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, because we'll plug it, and then uh, hopefully then you'll have your uh, gyro scooter skills a little better. Yes. Oh, yeah. R- uh, really quick, I just need to touch on that. I, um, <laughs> I w- The picture will have already been posted on my Instagram. Wait, did you actually post it? <laughs> I'm going to. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, payment learn. Obviously, Brad Williams, as you all have known from our Instagrams and this <laughs> podcast, has become a giant supporter and advocate, and hopefully soon spokesman for the Funky Duck. Yes. If you don't know what a Funky Duck is, it's a segue without arm uh, bars. Well, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a gyro scooter. People call it a hoverboard. I don't know what people are trying to call the. the, the Why would you now. not call it a funky duck? I, w- I want to call it a funky duck. It's a b- badass name for it. Okay. It is. So, uh, Rappers, I tr- athletes, and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wiz Khalifa has one. Uh, J.R. Smith, Smith has one. <laughs> Brad Williams has one. Well, Mary Fuck one, Hill. Uh, <laughs> one of these is not like the other one. So, uh, as we're entering the apartment, you try to get a quick tutorial. And, uh, A, it was the most adorable thing ever because. Yeah, and it's the same thing I did. Like you have to hold the person's hand because it's really it's, it's way more sensitive than I yeah. thought it was. And I was doing I was rocking back and forth and I was like, oh, this is just gonna go on for I'm just gonna rock <laughs> until I fall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but the, but which, the, but then I held your hand, which is also Bruce hand. Springsteen's uh, motto for life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two, three, four. <laughs> At some I'm point, I'm just gonna fall of... off this fucking stage. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna come out of the factory and head up on stage, and I'm gonna rock until I fall. Two, three, four. Nice. I don't think I've ever good. heard you. That's, that's my Bruce. Springsteen. Yeah. That's my Bruce. All right, so after Little Rabbi and Twins Two, we gotta write Springsteen Junior. <laughs> we got a trilogy on our hands. This is great. <laughs> Uh, Perfect, man. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you, guys. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. 
I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.